But you know, time really, really flies so fast, and now we are here in November, and we want to thank the Lord for His faithfulness. Amen? Let's give the Lord our clap offering. Because it's already November, and we are here, and we thank God. We're still here standing, coming together, and worshiping the Lord, and we thank God for that. In a couple of weeks, we'll be in 2023. Ambilis na mga araw. And because of God's faithfulness, we are here today, and we thank God for that. You know, we thank the Lord for Brother Louis sharing last Sunday. He highlighted the importance of the Holy Spirit, especially in our sanctification process. He summarized his sermon with this quote. He said, Life in the Spirit is walking in God's power, engaging war against our flesh, growing in His grace, and maturing victoriously in faith. Life in the Spirit. He's mentioning about, and he explained um, in a deep, deep explanation, ano ba ang sanctification. And we thank God for His sharing. And in connection with our team, discipleship, these coming weeks, we will be concluding our team for this year. You know our team, discipleship. We desire to grow to be more like Jesus. And I really pray that in the past months, all of us have been growing in our knowledge of God, in our intimacy with the Lord. I pray that as the Lord will stir our heart, we will desire to grow in maturity to be more like Jesus. Kaya iyan ang ginawa natin team for 2022. And I pray that as having this team, we are not, no longer living in our old ways. Because as Christ's disciple, we are called to live in new ways because we are new creation. In 2 Corinthians 5.17, we read, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. Being a new creation, we ought to have a life, to live a life in newness of life. In verse in Romans chapter 6, verse 4, we read, We too might walk in newness of life. But what does it entail to live in newness of life? What does it mean? Because sometimes we quote these verses. We said this word, but we, we hardly understand it. And because of our lack of understanding, we don't live it. Tanong mo sa katabi mo, ano bang newness of life? Bagong buhay. But what does it mean? How, how is it shown in a life? To live in a newness of life means in Ephesians chapter 4, it says to put on the new self created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. Therefore, we should ask ourselves today, in the past months where we're talking about discipleship, we should ask, am I more like Christ-like today? Tanong mo sa tabi mo, am I more Christ-like? Ang sirap tanong, no? Am I the same? Status quo. Is there in my life, is there unchanged? Am I changed or not? O same pa rin ang ating, ating spiritual walk? Are those a, a question that we should ask? Bitter pa rin ba ako sa sister na kaaway ko 10 years ago? Those things we should critically ask because we're coming here and study God's Word so that the Lord would transform us so that we may be Christ-like. You know, I was talking to a brother in my school, a classmate of mine, Ahasi's ministry. What is your ministry in church? He said, prison ministry. Wow, prison ministry. Wow. See, why do you have a burden? Because he used to be an ex-convict. So he said, I have a burden in seeing other people's life change. 
But he mentioned this, he commented, even of some of them, even some of them that had been set free of prison, some of them still returned to the old ways. In observation, yeah. In the ministry that he's doing in prison ministry. In connection to our spiritual journey, we must remember that we have been set free and we have been given a new life, a newness of life. And we all know that sometimes our flesh draws us to our old life. Brothers and sisters, God called us to live a new life. That we should no longer stay in our old life, but step in a new life that God has called us to be. And I'm entitled this short sharing, living a new life in Christ. And we'll be reading Galatians chapter 5, 24 to 26. Just a few verses. I invite all of us to stand. Living a new life in Christ. Galatians chapter 5, 24 to 26. Let, let's read together. For those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passion and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us not keep in, the, keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. Let's pray. Panginoon, as we close our team this coming weeks, discipleship, Lord, I pray that there will be fruit that will be seen in our lives. I pray, Lord, as we are concluding, continue to challenge us that you have called us to freedom, that you have called us to live a new life, that you have called us to reject the old life. And I pray for your Holy Spirit to guide us as we study your word today, calling us, Lord, to live and follow your will. So, salamat, Panginoon. Take over as we look into your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen. You may be seated. For us to live a newness of life, we need to understand that it's not an instant change. It's not an instant change, but rather a process or a progression. And last week, Brother Louis shared to us the doctrine of sanctification, and I just want to highlight a few of it. He mentioned that sanctification is a lifelong progressive growth of a, by, of a Christian by obedience to God through the power of the Spirit. And he explained it in detail. It's a lifelong progressive growth, and he gave a chart, and I'm borrowing it what he shared last week. When we were justified, when we were regenerated, now we're in the process of being sanctified, changed to be more like the Lord. And if we desire to live a newness life, a new life, a victorious life in the Lord, then we need to take this sanctification, this part of our life seriously. We should take it seriously if we decide to grow in our walk with the Lord. And if you look in our text, you notice that to live a new life in Christ, it must be holistic. What does it mean when I say holistic? It means when I say holistic, it's not just an, an individual journey, but it involves and it will affect the community. Our sanctification process is not just by ourselves. It, 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 it involves and affects people around us. When I say holistic, it's, it's not just part of our lives but it involves every part of our being. Our character, our actions, our thoughts, our speech, and our mind. When I say holistic, it's not just our own doing, 
But we have God that who's willing to intervene and to work in our lives as we surrender and obey Him. Now, let's just look at the first point. Living a new life in Christ, we ought to seek harmony with others. Oh, brethren, if the Lord would change you, your, your heart had to be changed. And your intention is also to seek unity and, and, and harmony with others. Because you read in Galatians 26, in chapter 5, it says here, Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. Oftentimes, when you read this text, nagpo-post tayo. Parang tapos na yung chapter. But if you, read, if you read the original text in Greek, wala pa silang number 2, 3, 4, 5. Wala pa chapter 1. Straight letter yon. If you're really in faithful in reading this text, you have to continue on reading to the next chapter. And the following chapter, in chapter 6, verse 1 to 5. And we read here. Ito pong verse na to ay connected sa following chapter. In, verse, in chapter 6, isabi dito, Brother, if anyone caught in transgression, you who are spiritual should restore him in spirit of gentleness. Keep watch on yourself, lest you too be tempted. Bear one another's burden and so fulfill the law of Christ. For anyone thinks he is something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. O wag mayabang. But let each one test his own work and then his reason to boast will be himself alone and not in his neighbor. For each will have to bear his own load. So here you look at this text and Sister Morel did uh, share in these um, uh, verses. No, now you connect to this text. You see the following verses, chapter 5, 26 until chapter 6 to 1 to 5. These verses deal, deals with our relationship with one another and how our Christ likeness, how our Christ likeness is practically, practically expressed in a context of community. How it expressed in the midst of people. How we express in the midst of people around us in the church. You know, if you read Paul's writing, you'll notice how much he value and place the value of community. He gave an example that the church is like a living stone, a temple placed together. He even gave an example that the church is like a body with many parts. Kung ang ating process of growing matured in the Lord is just individual, Paul should have, shouldn't have write all those examples in illustration. I firmly believed that for us to grow strong maturely, in, to be a strong Christian, to be a strong disciple, we should not isolate ourselves and keep from others. We cannot be a hermit Christian, nagtatago lang. Mahirap mag-isa. But rather, we are called to be part of a community of believers to grow in the Lord. You know, when you are invested and heavily involved in a community, in a church, in your care group, I believe God will use that to transform you and change you. Why? One, you will see people's problem. You will see people's issue. Do you agree? Those who are in their group, alam yung issue ng kapatid mo, no? Alam mo rin yung problema nila. Alam mo rin yung weakness nila. You know, some of your members in your care group, you don't really like the hairstyle. 
ayaw mo yung mukha niya. O style. Do you agree? Ba't kayo tatawa-tawa dyan? There are times, yes. When you are part in a community, you'll be exposed on people's weaknesses. And living word is not a perfect church, I said. It's still in the sanctification process. Another aspect, when you involve yourself in a community, it also reveals your weaknesses and flaw. Once you're involved, but if you are only alone, nagpe-pray ka palagi, nagbabasa ka, which is good, how can you practice what you are learning? How can you grow in the Lord if you're just alone in the room and watching in YouTube? Mm, mga YouTube, ha? To grow in faith, you need to be part of a body. You know, when you are in a part of a body, when you see the flaws, failure, frustration that God will open your eyes, it will help you to grow because it's teaching you to mature. For example, when you hear an issue of a brother or sister, ang tendency, pag mayroon kang power of marites, you will marites. Ako naging target na ng marites. Mamarites di rin sila. When you hear a person or issue with somebody, or you have conflict with someone, ipopost mo ba sa Facebook yun? Eh pero paminsan nakakita ko sa Facebook, eh nagtitira at sabi mo, pastor, hindi naman for that person yan, is general. Alam na malam, eh. When you hear issues of people in your care group in the church, we use slander. God is using those moments when you are exposed to people. See, He says here, gently restore them, keep watch. Will you be the one that will cause more maglalagay pa ng kerosene or you'll be the one that will bring peace? Or will your reaction will be pray and Lord, or you'll be the one who God will use so that you bring maayos ang lahat? Or will you be the one that will cause trouble? When you're part of a community, when God calls us to be part of your community, God will use that to change us. Second is this. Sometimes that community, that care group, or the church will show you your flaws. All of us are here perfect. Sinong perfect dito? Taas kamay. Go ahead. Ako lang pala. But a problem I face, when somebody said, uh, when you address an issue, and sasabihin niya, eh, ganito na ako, pastor, eh, bakit mo pa ako papaltan? I'm this, this is me. This is me, no one will change me. Oh, 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 wait, wait, wait. When I hear that, nag-aano ang tinga ko, wow, 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 sister, brother, mukhang iyabang mo, ah. Do you remember God calls us from glory to glory, and you're telling me that God will not be able to change because of your pride? Because you're saying that it's me, hindi ka pwede makasama sa ibang tao dahil ayaw mo magbago? Ayaw mo magbago kasi what? You don't love the sister, you don't love the brother because you're so prideful. When you are inside a community, when God brings you in a community, He will test many times our lives. Whether we will submit or surrender or surrender before the Lord or we'll react or fight back. 
I heard many times, this is me. Yes, understand, may iba-iba tayong personality. Pastor Ray cannot be me. Me cannot be him. I know, sige, ganun. We cannot be, Pastor Ray is flamboyant. I'm lesser flamboyant. But I believe God is changing him. God is changing me. But if our reason that this is me, brothers, God placed you in the church so that iron sharpens iron. Never dwell in that attitude that this is me forever. No one would change me. I pray that God will speak to your heart and God will tell you, Lord, there's so much error because we are still in the sanctification process. But if you think that you're perfect, you should be in heaven. Mauna ka na doon. God is continually changing us from glory to glory. When people address our flaw, we should be humble enough and say, Lord, change me, prune me, make me like yours. When your care group leader approach you, or probably somebody, your care group leader, your member approach you, willing to change and not hold on your pride because God calls us to be more like Him. See, Romans 14, so let us pursue what makes for peace and mutual up- uploading, upbuilding. You know one thing I'm thankful for? When God place people who in my life that's so hard to be with, you have to be thankful to them. Pag nagdala ang isang tao na mahirap kasamahin, magpasalamat ka. Do you agree? Do you agree? Sure? What? Talaga? Mahirap. Mahirap. But rejoice because God is teaching you to love. Rejoice because God is teaching you to trust in His grace. Many years back, I was struggling. And God reminded me that that person is your tone of the flesh. Alam mo si Paul? Lord, remove this thing. But God said to Paul, my grace is sufficient to you. And because of the process of changing and changing, no longer you hate that person. No longer you despise that person. No longer you have that bitterness that, to that person because God is melting your heart and now you begin to love that person. You trust God is sovereign, but yet you're not willing to accept the situation that you are in. When you are placed in this place and God people brought you people that hurts you, probably you, you are frustrated with, thank the Lord. Because it's opportunity to be more like Him. Kaya pag meron kang kaaway, o na, na, na ano ka na, sabi mo, thank you Lord for this sister or brother. Bili mo ng tinapay. Isama po kape. Lahat ng gusto niya, ibibigay mo. You know, God brings people to change us. As we live a new life in Christ, it calls us to value community. It calls us to seek harmony with our brethren. It might be hard. It might be tough. But God will use this moment to humble us to depend on Him. As we seek harmony with others, I know it will be difficult. It will stretch us. It will test us. It will humble us. And this leads us to the second point. 
Living a life in Christ is to reject the old nature. It's to reject the old nature. In verse 24, we read, For those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with his passion and desires. When Paul wrote this, he's referring to who? He's referring to the Christians, to those who belong to Christ Jesus, to those who have surrendered their life to, to the Lord. And he's, he said that the, those who have belonged to Christ, what he says that, have crucified the flesh and his passion. Now, what does this mean, have crucified the flesh? It speaks of an action that has been taken. And it's not just a one-time action, but it's a continuous action that to have to be taken. It means a symbolic way of taking our flesh, our weakness, our wayward self, and nailing it to the cross, and turning away from it, and no longer and rejecting our old self. But we know that at times that our old nature would come barking and wanting us to experience yan yung gusto niyan bumalik uli. Probably you're a person who, who gets frustrated easily. Lumalapit, lumalapit. Or probably you're the person who's struggling with pornography. Lumalapit and lumalapit. Gusto mo pa? Isa pa. There are times that the, the old nature would come creeping and wanting us to be drawn back. However, we need to reject the old nature. And let me give you a few practical ways for us to, to reject our old nature. We need a drastic, continuous decision. It's not just a one-time thing. A continuous said no. When temptation comes, no. I like what a brother, um, Jasper, Jasper shared last Good Friday, uh, Wednesday, about your flesh. We make excuse. But it's a continuous desire na hindi, hindi pwede, masama ito. When your, your mga best, best friend mo ay lumalapit sa'yo at ready na sila mag-chika-chika, sasabihin mo, lalayo ako. Papatayin ko muna yung phone ko. Gusto na lang mag-chismis. Rumina, halika, chismis tayo. Come on. Ang ganda ng hairpin mo. Halika. Chismis tayo. Masarap. Mm. And you're drawn to that. Stay away. That's the old nature. That's the old nature. Oh no, you want to steal from the company. You want to steal kasi itong paperclip ay hindi naman nalalaman nila. You want to steal. And you get steal more and more. You become, um, you, you want to take more in, in this, your desire. That's the old nature. All of us are struggling and there are areas in our life that will all nature will knocking. Some of us may be struggling pornography. Some of us may be struggling bitterness. Some of us may be struggling with hatred. Someone of us have been hurt. Jesus said, how many times must you forgive? Many times. When the old nature starts coming back continually, make a decision, stop it. Decision. Second, you must treat your old nature as an enemy, not your best friend. An enemy. We cannot treat sin Nicely. We, not, we cannot treat it with courtesy or respect. Alam mo yung mga parang mga hapon nagbabaw. Mm. We must treat it as an enemy. But if we treat sin as our best friend, it will consume us. 
I was watching YouTube. And I saw this lady who was looking after a small snake. Pinalaki niya at pinalaki niya. Ang alam mo ng ginawa ng snake? Malaki eh. Lumaki na lumaki. Hindi ko napanood lahat eh. Inatak siya ng snake. You can never remove the snake in the snake. Kahit pet mo pa yan. You can never remove that scene, the old nature, if you keep on entertaining it, looking back, seeking it, desiring for it. We have to treat it as an enemy. Also, to reject the old nature, it calls us, it, it will expect us to be unpleasant. There will be painful moments when the Lord calls us to walk away and to, to reject the old nature because we are detaching from something that our flesh wants and desires. Mahirap tanggalin. Because we are accustomed to it. We want it. And but yet the Lord said, reject that old nature. And sometimes it will be unpleasant. We have heard a testimony of a sister who were in a wrong relationship. And she was struggling for many years. We have heard the testimony here. She was, try, she, was, she was struggling for many years. But the Lord said, stop it, stop it. Enough na. It was not easy for her. But she had to stop that wrong relationship. We have to reject the old nature. You see, Simon Chan said, there is a difference between a true Christian who struggles against sin and a nominal Christian who live as if everything is alright. If you are struggling, praise the Lord. But if you are living wow, okay, ang Kristiano, pasandi-sandi lang, walang, walang, walang tension. Nako, sister. Sabi mo sa tabi mo, nako, lagot ka, sister. Be careful. There's a difference. It should be, there's a sense of struggle in you because we're putting the old self to death. But we know that it never can happen by our own ability. It can never be happened by our own strength. And this leads me to our last point. Living a new life is to submit to the leading of the Holy Spirit. There is always a danger that we try to live our new life in Christ by our own self-will, our own religiosity, our own ability, and our own power and might. And as I look in the Scripture, in the Old Testament and New Testament, the Old Testament, they have the, 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 the law. But what did they do? They disobeyed. And then they repented, and they were restored. And what happened? They have the law. They obeyed faithfully, but yet sin still in their heart. Naging prideful sila. It just revealed to us that without God's intervention in our life, we will be hopeless and we'll be struggling to overcome our flesh. We need God to work. 
We need the Holy Spirit to move in our life to empower us and to lead us. That's why we read in verse 25, if we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. It's not just a passive but an active pursuit, an active process of following, keep in step, keeping in line. It's an active action of a person, of a Christian following the leading of the Holy Spirit. See, we need the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of truth. He points us to His Word. He reveals and illuminates His Word. The Holy Spirit is the Spirit of Christ. It glorifies Christ in us. The more we abide in the Holy Spirit, what happens? The more we fall in love and abide in the Lord. For the Holy Spirit is also awakening our spiritual slumber. Have you ever tried to be awakened? You say, you cannot. It's only God can awaken our spiritual slumber. Papatulog-tulog. May mga Christian na tulog. Tingnan mo ngayon katabi mo. May mga Christian na tulog. But yet, when the Holy Spirit come, He will awaken our hearts. The Holy Spirit is a, like a fire that would refine us and change us from inside. And the Holy Spirit will draw us deeper intimacy with God. Galatians 4.6 And because you are sons, the God has sent the Spirit of His Son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. You see, our life in our churches today urgently need a fresh move of the Holy Spirit. J.I. Parker said, he, he said, the Christian's life in all aspects Intellectual, in ethical, devotional, relational, upsurging in worship, outpouring in witness, in supernatural. Only the Spirit can initiate and sustain it. So apart from Him, not only will there be no lively believers or no lively congregation, there will be no believers or no congregation at all. Look at what He said. Apart, if the Holy Spirit will, will not move in our place, in our lives, in the church, we will not be lively. We will always walk in weakness, not in victory. All the more we need the Holy Spirit. And as I was studying this, I noticed something. We have a few problems why we are not walking and living in the Spirit. One is this. We have a poor theology and wrong motives. What's that? There's two extremes. One extreme is this. We neglect to recognize who He is. The other extreme, we overemphasize. Overemphasize. What it means, neglect. We recognize Him just an idea or part of a theology. The other side, the overemphasize, is just we just look for Him for just power. He says, we set Him aside. We base on our maturity and our own wisdom. We accept Him in our theology and doctrine, but, but He is not really part of our life. We can fall into this trap. We accept Him. We recognize, we believe in affirm, but He's not, we're not following Him in our daily walk. We neglect. I was pondering this. I was wondering... Yung mga old-timer Christian, yung mga old-timer pastors, 
I was reminded because when I took the pa uh, preaching class, sabi ng teacher namin, huwag kang magyabang. Huwag kayong magyabang. At sinasabihin niyo mga pastor. Magaling man kayo mag-preach ngayon, marami kayong alam, but doesn't mean, doesn't mean kayo ay tap na. And you compare your preaching to the old preaching last time, mga old thing time. They have no resources. You have Google. Kaya we shouldn't magyabang. Magaling ka magturo, baka, baka Google lang yan. But often, the last time, those people have no Google. They only have God's Word and the Holy Spirit to work in them. They might not have an accurate, accurate dissection and all those things, but yet the Holy Spirit is working in their life and they reach out many peoples. We neglect. The other extreme is this. We just look at the Holy Spirit as a source of power. We lean Him and only based on our unique manifestation or experiences. We seek His anointing and empowerment but have no desire to submit His leading. The other extreme, we go to the Lord, Lord, anoint me. Use me for your kingdom. Anoint me with your Holy Spirit. Pag after that, pag turn around, may kaaway ka. May ibang motives a heart. We come to the Lord. You're going for mission. Lord, anoint me. Help me. But only that moment. But how about every day when you go to work? We are overemphasize. We go to the extreme. Pupunta ka sa church, yung worship leader flat. Sasabihin mo yung worship leader, walang na, walang, hindi, hindi nagbubang Holy Spirit dito. Flat na naman si Emily. Maganda lang yung mic niya, kaya maganda boses. We often have that attitude. We often have that attitude na only the Holy Spirit will only work when we are in the pulpit or we're doing mighty thing. But how about in our planning? How about in our study? The Lord work. When you plan, when you study, when you dig deep, the Lord works in every aspect of our life. One is neglect, one is overemphasized. We look at Him as just merely power, but we fail to recognize Him that the Holy Spirit is a person, He's our comforter, He's advocate, He's a helper. Many times we quench the Spirit. In 1 Thessalonians 5.19, it says, Do not quench the Spirit. The Holy Spirit is a like a fire like dwelling in each believer. We want to, and He wants to express Himself through us in the way we live our life, in our action and attitude. However, sometimes, many times, we don't submit. We don't submit to the prompting of the Holy Spirit in our life. We suppress it and we quench it. How do you know the Holy Spirit is working in your life? He points you to the truth of His Word. Hindi siya nagdi-deviate sa salita ng Diyos. When you are in a situation, when you are in a, in a, in a difficult situation, the, the Holy Spirit in your heart reminds you His Word. But many times when we are struggling, many times when we are about to fall into sin, 
the Holy Spirit will prompt you, Ruel, tama na, hindi yan tama, enough, enough. But you fall into that, you quench. You know, the Holy Spirit is gentle. He will not force into you. But He wants us to abide. And to yield in His working. Another problem is that we grieve the Holy Spirit. We grieve in verse 30. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, but whom you were sealed from the day of redemption. It's a long chapter. It's a long verse. But if you look at it, we grieve the Holy Spirit when we sin, when we disobey, when we, we, we seek our own flesh and the desire. Another aspect here we notice here, we grieve the Holy Spirit when the church are not united in fighting, hurting each other. You read. You read. The Lord is not pleased if we are backbiting each other. We desire to be revival. We desire to be changed. We desire that the church will move forward. Then the first thing we need to do is to humble ourselves and revive us and bring unity in the midst. Because if we are fighting each other in your caregiver, in your ministry, in the church, we grieve the Holy Spirit. We grieve. So how should we approach? Going to another conference na may magandang sound, dark ang ilaw, tapos may smoke machine? Do we go to that extreme and then we then maganda music? And this is the Emily worship leader? Joke lang, ha? You know, the posture we should have is just come to the Lord and say, Lord, I need you. We just humbly come to the Lord. I have grieved you. I have quenched you. Forgive me. And just ask daily to the Lord and say, Lord, I need you to work in me. When you have reached to the point of end of your life, end of dependency on, on your own self, that's where the Lord will just grant you His grace all the more and empower you to live through the Spirit. No longer driven by self, but you're connected to the Lord. One time I was trying to charge my phone. Nagrarash ako. Pinalak ko agad. Hindi tinignan ko. Hindi ko alam kung tining, hindi ko tinignan kung nag-charge. Hoping that it will be charged. Pagbalik ko, hindi pala nakakonek yung hindi na-charge. Church, the Lord wants to work in our lives. But I know it calls us of repentance in coming to the Lord. If we desire to love Christ more, we need to surrender our life to God and say, lead me. I need you. 
We need to daily pray and seek God. Say, Lord, come and take over. In our workplaces, in our, in our ministry, we just say, Lord, I cannot do it myself. But you know the beautiful promise of Jesus, he said in Luke 11, he said here, if you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? He's willing and is desiring to work in our lives. You see, to a new life, as I conclude, a new life of Christ is a call to seek harmony with others. Living a new life in Christ is to reject our old nature constantly, constantly. But we know rejecting our old nature cannot be done by our own flesh or our own self. We need the Holy Spirit to help us and to guide us, to empower us, to overcome those weaknesses, to overcome those frustrations. Before I conclude and pray, this is the prison cell. It's already open. But sometimes we keep on going back and wanting to stay inside. It's already open. The Lord's calling us to come out because He's giving us a new life. There's a classmate of mine, Pogisha. His name is Bunchai. This is him. When I look at him, he's very cute. Akala ko kaya-kaya kong bugbugin eh. Malit lang. One-to-one kami, baka ako pa mamanalo. Ang yabang, no? But he was in prison for five years. Five years. He was in prison for five years. Nasya ako, ha? Sakit mong yan, na so ask him how, how come you're here why are you doing this now why are you standing with me classmate ko eh? and how did the, the Lord work in you he said this in the text yes I have a new life after I accepted Christ while in prison look at the Lord, how the Lord worked even though he's in prison the Lord worked in his life I was on fire and I wanted to seek God badly. I read the Bible, can understand it. I pray and God returned my prayers. And said, inside myself, I read the Christian books. And when I work in the day, I have more than eight hours to read the Bible. Every day for 16 months straight. Because God guided me. Now I believe in a living God. And he said, I can go back to my old ways, cheating millions of dollars. But I feel that no joy that, I, uh, that what I'm doing now in church where I can help other more people. He has no more appetite. He has turned away from this wicked place. And this is what he said. I asked him, how's your new life? How did God work in your life in prison now? To me in prison, because it's an enclosed environment and we are not as busy as outside no smartphone. I can feel the Holy Spirit prompts and remind me to do the right thing. 
outside of course my spiritual grow but not as fast I was in prison but we need the Holy Spirit who is our counselor to be with us wherever inside or outside the Lord changed this person while he's inside without any connection and I know the Lord are continually changing us and while we are here I believe God is calling us to live a new life not in, in defeat but in victory in the Lord I will show you this picture we have a new life seek harmony with each other reject the old nature and always be led by the Holy Spirit let's pray Lord we thank you for this day that you have brought us this morning in this journey oh Lord of discipleship we have areas in our life that we need to surrender to you you have called us to reject our old nature constantly but I pray that you fill us with your spirit so that we may overcome our weaknesses, our frailty, our old nature. I pray, Lord, that you liberate us, empower us, that you will give us a heart to love others, Lord, like yours. Panginoon, have your way in this place. Revive us, O Lord. Come, Holy Spirit, have your way. Take over of our lives, our families in this church. Oh, we worship you, Lord. We worship you, God. We worship you. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, Joy. 
desire to grow in our discipleship it can never be done by our own strength or wisdom or intellect or programs what can it only happen when your spirit will work in our lives not just on Sunday Lord but every day of our life Lord bring your church all of us to come and experience your power, your mind. Lord, as we read our, your word, Lord, illuminate it each time we will do our own devotion. Lord, when we pray, we desire to experience your presence in a powerful way. Lord, revive any one of us here whose heart, Lord, are slumbering. 
Lord, bring revival in this place, oh God, because this is your church. And I also pray, Lord, you desire us not to quench you or to hurt you. Bring unity in our lives. May we not hurt each other, but may we love each other and manifest the fruit of the Spirit in our lives, in our workplaces, in your church, Lord. Panginoon, salamat for reminding us that it's only by you. For it's not by might, not by power, but it's only by the Spirit of God. And we thank you that you did not give us spirit of humility, but the power, love, and sound mind. Lord, thank you for this day. Hallelujah. Let's just raise our hand and receive the benediction. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely. And may your whole spirit and soul body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He who calls you is faithful. He will surely do it. Lord, we thank you that in this journey of life, we are not alone, that you are always with us. We have your word. We have your spirit in each one of us. We give you glory and honor. We thank you for this day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen. Let's give the Lord a clap offering. Just turn to a person beside you and tell that person to walk in the Spirit. God bless everyone. Thank you for coming.